0: Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is awesome to be back with you guys once again as uh, we are now into June, into the baseball season. And, I mean, at this point, you're really hoping that the Braves are starting to uh, gain some traction, right? Some gain some traction in uh, this season and hopefully go on a big Tear. They have won their last three games, which is really encouraging. But, you know, guys, I just want to remind you before we really dive into some stuff to make sure to follow this podcast and rate uh, rate it on Apple and Spotify. Those are the two primary sources you can find this podcast. It really helps me out a lot, and I would just greatly appreciate it. I really do appreciate all of the support, those of you who've been listening, following uh, especially those of you from the very beginnings of this podcast. So please do that. And let's dive into some some Braves news right now. The Braves are 9-6 and six over the last 15 games, which is somewhat encouraging considering they are still resting one game under 500 at this point. Uh, they have about 13 games remaining in this. Remember, they had this really big stretch run of playing teams below the 500 mark. And so you think that this is the time where they can make a move? Uh, and kind of figure some things out against some lesser opponents. So nine and six, you know, uh, it's not terrible. Uh, it's not dominant. Uh, it's it's not, you know, they've had a couple games here where you're still uh, frustrated. They should have won a game here, won a game there for sure. But, uh, you know, it's not the opposite. I mean, if they're six and nine or five and 10 through these games, you're thinking, well, maybe this team isn't who we thought they were and and maybe <laughs> this isn't a playoff team, so we're still we're still certainly in it. Of course, we know that the baseball season is a very long season, but uh, we have about 13 games left in this stretch. And you could think, gosh, if the Braves could do, you know, a, a 10 and three or a nine and four stretch in these games, you come out of it uh, several games over 500, feeling good about yourself, and going against obviously some tougher opponents moving forward. Uh, So hopefully they can do that. And um, they have one more game against the Rockies uh, and they move on from there. I'm really excited. I'm actually going to be at um, a a game in Chicago when they play the Cubs here coming up in in a week or so. And very excited. I've never been to uh, Wrigley field. So I get to see them in person. I haven't seen uh, a a game in person yet this year. So really looking forward to that. And I, I will come back and report to you guys on everything I experienced at that game. But uh, that is within this stretch run where they really need to take advantage of uh, these opponents that they're playing, uh, some lesser, lesser teams, lesser pitchers, that sort of thing. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about Michael Harris. Michael Harris is just finishing basically his first week in the big leagues, his first seven games, and uh, just want to look back at him and the impact he's making so far. Uh, I would say you know the, the early results are good. He hasn't shown a ton of power yet. Uh, though he did crush a ball off of Madison Bumgarner the other night that probably would have been a home run in most ballparks to straightaway center. Uh, but he's he's mostly got some singles. You know, I think that one was a double. Um, his, his line right now, he's hitting .280 uh, with a 308 on on-base percentage and a 360 slugging. And that slugging percentage is the one that's really low. And even the on-base percentage, I expect he is going to bump that up a good bit. He's always been a pretty good on-base guy in the minor leagues so I think uh offensively we're going to see even better things from him but we're already getting a lot of signs defensively of the impact that he's going to have on this team you know uh, I admit that a lot of what I focused on with with Michael Harris and because it's fun to focus on it is offense and you know Um, the reality is until you see a guy, you put your eyes on him. It's hard to know what kind of defender he truly is. You know, you hear reports that he was, he was really good, but seeing him in person, it's like, yeah, this guy is a true center fielder. He can, he can do it. And, uh, the Braves certainly needed that. You guys know, I've talked about that a lot. And so I'm very much encouraged there. And I think we're only scratching the surface of what he's going to be capable of doing defense or offensively. So uh, a lot of good things from michael harris um so far and and great things to come you might have seen a couple he's had a couple really cool diving catches that you know as solid of a defender as adam duvall is i'm not sure duvall makes those kinds of catches uh that harris did so it really does lock down some outfield defense for the braves so you know harris is um uh, just about a week from coming up from the minor. So let's go down uh, to the Braves minor leagues. Let's go down on the farm and take a look at some of the things that some other Braves prospects are doing. So in AAA, uh, we've talked about Braden Shumake a little bit on this podcast. He's a shortstop. Um, he's about 24 years old, so a little older uh, because he came out of college. Uh, he had a really rough season last year. He started this season really well. His hit over 300 for most of the season. Unfortunately, he's been cooling off a good bit. Lately, he's down in the 260s batting average wise, uh, down into the 320s on base percentage wise. So um, I'm hoping that this doesn't mean he's reverting back to the struggles that he had last season. Maybe it's just a slump. It is baseball. A lot of guys go through that. Uh, but it's something to keep an eye on as um, luckily or thankfully, you know, Dansby Swanson has been playing so good um, now that maybe it's a moot point. But you know, early in the season, Swanson was struggling so mightily, you started thinking about who's gonna, you know, who could step up if if needed. But uh, so it might not be uh, a huge deal right now, but hopefully Braden Shumate can turn his season around and, and find his way into the majors before too long. Uh, also in Triple A, Bryce Elder. Uh, Bryce is, uh, you know, we know him because he came up with the Braves for uh, about a two or three week stretch. Uh, his first outing was really good, really encouraging, and then he really struggled to find the plate after that, a lot of walks, had to go back down. And that something must have happened with him just, you know, getting out of whack because he really struggled even in AAA once he went down really through the entire month of May until his last start. And so this is very encouraging. Hopefully he's getting back on it. Uh, he flirted with a no-hitter. Uh, he had uh, no hits through six in the third innings and um, went deep into that game. Very dominant outing. From Bryce Elder. So encouraging. Uh, and also Tucker Davidson, you know, just got sent back down and he had a solid start as well. So I'm hoping that those two guys, you know, we know that the Braves are going to have to call on those guys at some point, whatever, you know, role they're asked to do, they need to be ready to go. And uh, hopefully those, the, both of those guys will be. Uh, down to AA, uh, the main guy to talk about is Jared Schuster. This guy is a left-handed pitcher and he's just had a really solid season. Uh, from uh, from the get-go. He's on a, a cool streak of uh, every start this season. He's allowed two or fewer uh, earned runs. Uh, his ERA reflects that. So he's at a 2.06 ERA for the year with a 0.88 whip. And you guys know that whip is wins, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> walks and hits uh, per innings pitched. So uh, he's not allowing a lot of guys on base and he's locking it down. Um, on top of that, so so really good stuff from him. He's kind of known as a guy who doesn't have like a you know doesn't have a blow you away fastball, um, but kind of works off of a change up and fastball combination, lefty guy. So hopefully he'll continue to to do his thing, get some innings, and maybe at least get a call up to AAA here before too long. Um, Rome Single A Rome. I've mentioned this guy. I think maybe even the last time we were together, Justin Henry Malloy. He's a third base. Third base guy out of Georgia Tech. This is his first full season with the Braves organization, and he just keeps hitting. Um, he is hitting .308 uh, with a 407 on on-base percentage and a 509 slugging percentage. So he's definitely hitting some home runs. He's got power. I would not be shocked if he were to move up to Double A soon as well, as he's just continuing to show a lot offensively. Now, defensively might be more of an issue. Uh, I think he has made some errors over there. So that might be keeping, holding him back a little bit, but offensively, he seems pretty solid. All right. The other thing in terms of uh, the Braves minor league system that I wanted to share with you guys is uh, a week or two ago, I was down in Charleston and I uh, got to go to a single A game between Charleston and Augusta. And of course, Augusta is the Braves um, low A team. And I'll just tell you this. <laughs> It was one of the ugliest baseball games I've ever seen. Um, Charleston was pretty solid, but Augusta was was sloppy. They had five errors in that game and probably two or three more that could have been called errors that uh, were called hits. Uh, they were just throwing the ball all over the place um, and didn't do much hitting either. So I, I can't give you a lot of positives that I saw. I was hoping to come back with a couple prospects that, that really impressed me. Um, but sorry not not too much to report Uh, I think um, Stephen Paulini is uh, an outfielder who's very athletic I was kind of interested to see him he hasn't done much offensively for the Braves um, but you know I was still kind of interested because he's very athletic and he was he he made some really good catches in center field I think he did have a hit in that game but maybe just a single so not a lot uh, to impress there I think the, the top prospects in Augusta are on the pitching side of things and they did not pitch in that game. So I didn't get to see that. But anyways, I just wanted to share that little bit of experience that I had uh, with you guys. Always cool to go to a minor league game. So yeah, the Braves, you know, let's let's get back to the big league club. And what I would really say that I'm, I'm hoping uh, this last week is showing is the Braves are starting to get some traction. I mean, uh, they really had two very disappointing losses in Arizona. I don't want to ignore that. Um, two two losses where they really probably should have won both games. And the frustration level, I think, definitely built after that second loss, for sure. So game one was the game where you had uh, you had like this bloop hit that probably should never have fallen in front of Marcelo Zuna. Uh, one or two runs score after that. And then you have that other uh, drop at first base, which kind of still hard to understand what happened there, but Matt Olson just, just botched a, what would have been the ending of a double play, uh, and gotten them out of an inning. And then a three run Homer happens almost immediately after. And, uh, that was that. So the Braves lost that game six to two against the D backs. And then game two of that series, uh, the bullpen kind of blew it. Uh, the Braves were up six to two. This was the Matt Olsen game. He had a great game, two doubles and a home run. Um, and uh, that's also the game um, against Bumgarner where, um, where Michael Harris hit what would have been a home run anywhere else. So, you know, the basketball were looking really good. Braves end up losing that game uh, eight to seven in extra innings after the bullpen cannot hold it. And it wasn't one guy. It was, it was just like a run here, two runs there, um, pretty much every inning uh, in the last few innings. And, uh, you know, the Braves have just been absolutely terrible in extra inning games over the last two years, and that continued in that game. So, you know, I know that Snicker came out um, more forcefully than usual and was very frustrated after that loss, as he should have been. I actually went to bed uh, when the Braves were up 6-2 to thinking, well, we got this one. Um, and then, of course, you know, you wake up the next morning and it's frustration. So, uh, but since that game, thankfully, the Braves have gone on a three-game winning streak and have looked quite solid uh, in those games. Uh, so let's, let's dive a little deeper into each of those games and what occurred there. So Wednesday's game was a six to nothing win over the Diamondbacks. The Braves, uh, at least avoid a sweep, uh, by the Diamondbacks, which would have been pretty embarrassing. Um, Kyle Wright looked really quite good in this game. It's kind of a funny game for him because, um, I think he only allowed three hits and six innings pitched, but he did have, um, four or five walks. So he wasn't very efficient, which is why he only was able to get through six innings. But again, only three hits, really encouraging to see him back really kind of in his dominant way that he's been most of this season. And this is the offensive game where I think I, I got really encouraged. The Braves just seem to be playing that game of being aggressive in in hitters counts. You know, I think they have been constantly aggressive early in the count, getting behind, um, and then watching strike three. Um, and so, you know, they need to flip that, right? Um, get ahead in the count, then be aggressive in those counts. Um, occasionally, you know, um, swinging first pitch, and, and we've seen some good things happen in the last couple games uh, with that as well. But, you know, the Braves have always been kind of an aggressive team at the plate. I think it's just picking when the appropriate time to be aggressive is, and it seemed to be working a lot better in that game. Uh, the, the big moment offensively in that game was uh, Austin Riley's three-run homer, which he absolutely crushed, and he's been better. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, then let's move on to Thursday's win over the Rockies. So this is the first game of the series with the Rockies in Denver. 13-6 um, to six over the Rockies, and this was Travis Darno's big day. Really cool to see him. He's He's been uh, slow at the plate recently, so hopefully this is a sign of some really good things from him. Uh, two home runs and six RBIs, including a grand slam from Darno. I think he also mixed in another hit in that game as well. The Braves overall, I mean, I can mention a lot of guys in this game because the Braves had 18 hits total. Obviously, scoring 13 runs, the offense was rolling. You kind of expect that in um, in Coors Field, but again, they were getting in better hitters' counts um, and really squaring up some balls. Uh, so, uh, good good signs all around. And honestly, you know, you go to Coors Coors Field, maybe that's what gets you going offensively. Uh, and then Friday, uh, nobody was going. It was a scoreless game into extra innings, which is super weird. For Coors Field, in fact, uh, you, if you got to see this game, was that it was actually on Apple, um, the Apple app, um, Apple Plus, whatever it's called. Uh, it's all, it was only the second game in Coors Field history to go into extra innings scoreless, um, and that's you know it's a good bit of history now. So that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, now the reason the Rockies were scoreless was Max Freed was awesome. Uh, he was totally dominant, and if you've seen Freed. It's like he gets this look sometimes and you just know he's got it. You know he's on that night. And that's what he looked like last night against the Rockies. Totally dominant. He actually didn't have a ton of strikeouts. I think he only struck out four or five. But um, a lot of weak contact. And um, and he, he had a low pitch count, which is why uh, he was able to get through eight innings. Eight innings and I think only two hits. It was just a great, great performance and really cool for him. Um, Since it was on Apple, I think maybe, you know, maybe a different national audience got to see that. And of course, we all know how good Freed is. Now, on the other side, the Braves bats go silent after uh, scoring 13 runs. But, you know, you give the Rockies pitcher some credit. Uh, The Braves are finally able to break through. Um, It was the the, uh, bases were loaded in the 10th. Ozuna up. Uh, he was behind in the count big time, but then um, wild pitch scores the first run. Ozuna then strikes out. Uh, Riley gets walked. Bases loaded again, two outs, and Matt Olson had a huge hit the other way when he was down 0-2. Uh, real encouraging from him. For him, you know, he struggled a lot with runners in scoring position. So for him to come up big, and it was big because the Rockies ended up scoring a run uh, in the bottom of the tenth. Uh, so his his hit ended up being really the decisive hit for the game. So, again, the Braves uh, now have won three straight games uh, against, I mean, honestly, against opponents they should be beating. And uh, they're going to have a chance to sweep the Rockies. They have not swept anyone this season so far. So that would be a great step in the right direction. So, for me, one of the most positive things that's, that's been occurring, I would say, over these last 15 games, you know, this stretch of playing – The weaker opponents is the offense seems to be breaking out finally. Um, And especially if you guys are really getting it going and kind of leading the charge. The first guy I want to mention, you know, I've been critical of him a good bit. And so I really want to be fair to him is Dansby Swanson. He has been really beyond the last 15 games, but particularly the last 15 games, he has been um, an incredibly good, good player. Uh, and, and this line shows it. Uh, he Over 15 games, uh, he's hitting 393 with a 439 on on-base percentage and a 541 slugging percentage. Uh, going a little deeper, in 65, those are 65 plate appearances in 15 games. He has 24 hits, two home runs, only eight strikeouts, and five stolen bases. So if you watch Dansby Swanson in April, uh, you pretty much saw him strike out every other time at the plate. I mean, it, it was almost absurd uh, how often he was striking out, and you could see he was so his swing was so off. Um, and so, for the fact that he's only struck out eight times in sixty-five at bats is almost a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's remarkable how and we know this. He <laughs> Swanson is one of the most frustrating players. And, you know, just a head scratcher because he can either be totally lost or so locked in. And there's like no in between. Um, so, you know, that is only a 12% strikeout rate, uh, which is pretty darn good. I mean, it's it's kind of elite. Now, he's not going to continue at this pace. We know that there's going to be a downturn at some point. Uh, but everybody will say, and I agree, if, if Swanson can, can make those, you know, those drop offs, you um, last you know, fewer fewer days, and you know he can continue these hot streaks for a little longer. It totally turns his uh, his career into something very different. He becomes a much more elite player at that point. So hopefully, uh, this season will be that. And I mean we'll see. But but right now, in many ways, he is sparking the Braves' offense. I think he was three for four, three for five last night. Once again, just line driving the ball. Even even his outs are are hard hit. Austin Riley's been another one who, after, I mean, he had really dipped into, I mean, I think he was hitting like in the 220s uh, not too long ago, but in his last 15 games, he's hitting 311 with a 364 on-base percentage and a very impressive 623 slugging percentage. Uh, So that means in 66 plate appearances, he has five home runs and 19 hits, but almost every one of those hits is extra bases, which is why his slugging percentage is so high. Uh, he is, he has struck out, uh, 20 times in those 66 appearances, which is a 30% strikeout rate, but you know, Riley's going to have some, some strikeouts and with the power comes that, uh, you'd like it to be maybe a little lower than that, but you know, um, he's, he's been the middle of the order guy that he really needs to be. Uh, and then finally, William Contreras, William Contreras, uh, has just been so awesome. You know, since Manny Pena went down with that injury and the Braves turned to Contreras, he has been way more than you thought he would even be so over the last 15 games he has hit 319 with a 396 on base percentage and a kind of astounding 681 slugging percentage so uh, in 53 plate appearances he's got six home runs 15 hits and only 13 strikeouts in that time period so man i hope he keeps it going uh you just see the raw power that he has and if he's really putting this together, the Braves might have a superstar uh, catcher in their midst. You know, I, I don't want to make too much of it, uh, but you see what he's capable of doing, and it's pretty pretty exciting. Uh, the other guy I actually want to mention too, Ronald Acuna, um, is also a great leadoff hitter. <laughs> continues to be. Uh, now, he's not showing the power uh, for, for whatever reason. He has not hit a ton of home runs. If you'll remember, though, Ronald can go on stretches where you know he'll hit eight home runs in ten in ten games, like all of a sudden. So I would not be shocked if that is coming. Uh, but he's still hitting three fifteen over these fifteen games, three fifteen, uh, a very good um, five, uh, sorry, uh, four twenty five, no, nope, four thirty five on base percentage, and a four oh seven slugging percentage. So you know, again, the slugging is not not there much. It's a lot of singles. Um, and you know, we're waiting on the power, but he's getting on base a lot, uh, causing a lot of havoc on the base paths. And, uh, you know, we know that he's going to do, uh, some really great things moving forward as long as he can just stay on the field. That's the big thing for Ronald. Now, so those four guys, I mean, they are definitely powering the offense and there's some other guys who are starting to turn it around. Olsen has had a, a nice week. It doesn't really extend to these 15 games that I'm looking at, but you know, Olsen's looking better. So that whole top or middle of the order is, uh, is going much better for the Braves. The, the two struggles that I'll continue to, you know, I'll point out. I haven't talked about Ozzie Albies much um, over the last several weeks. And, you know, the thing with Ozzy is he's hitting a little better. He's getting on base a little bit more. Um, his, his batting average has climbed around maybe the 260s, um, which is not terrible. But his power has just totally gone away. Uh, Ozzy has a major home run drought, but not just home runs. I would say doubles too. It, um, I've never been a huge fan of Ozzy from the left side of the plate, um, and I think he can, he continues to look a little off there. But even the right side of the plate, when you know when a lefty uh, comes in, you know I kind of be like, all right, now Ozzy's going to do it, and he's even from the right side. I feel like he hasn't been as good this year, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Maybe it's more of a timing thing for him but uh, he can also go on some stretches of home runs so maybe him and ronald will will start going on a, a power binge together that would be pretty cool to watch uh if that would happen anytime soon but the other guy and i'm not going to harp on it because i've talked about it a lot but adam duvall has has continued to struggle uh in this same 15 games he's hitting about 150 uh in that 15 game stretch so um you know he was already uh sub 200 before that stretch, and he's gotten actually worse during that time. So he has not figured it out yet. Uh, he's had a couple hard hit balls. He had a, you know, some things where you think, well, maybe he's figured something out, and then he'll go, you know, over his last twelve or whatever, and uh, still leave you scratching, scratching your head. So hopefully Duvall uh, as well. You know, there's just a lot of power drain right now in some of these guys with, with Acuna and Albies and uh, and Duvall, particularly just not doing much from the power standpoint uh that is for sure so yeah you know when, when we talk about the players that are really currently a drain um on the game for the braves you you have to talk about duvall offensively uh he's kind of a black hole right now in the lineup unfortunately and then also defensively ozuna ozuna and i'm I'm increasingly frustrated at Brian Snicker right now because you, you bring up Michael Harris, and you think okay, even with Duvall's struggles, you got you know a Gold Glove outfielder in Duvall in left field. You got Ronald in right as long as he's in the game and healthy, and then you've got Michael Harris in center. Um, and yet, I would say half the games in which Harris has been up, we still have Ozuna playing left field. And I don't know why. Um, number one, I think Ozuna hits better. I think he tends to hit hit better when he's just a DH. Uh, but he's made some really bad defensive blunders. Um, and you know that that first game against uh, against Arizona is case in point. Uh, where you know a, a ball that should have been caught gotten the Braves out of an inning. It's not, and you know it cost the Braves. So. I I don't I honestly don't know why unless Duvall maybe maybe we don't know but maybe Duvall is hurt uh, or or is you know playing through something that we don't know about because he's been um, you know benched a little bit more since Harris has been up I mean you understand him being benched because of the offense performance but he's so needed defensively I don't know it just doesn't make uh, a whole lot of sense to me uh, why at this point, you would ever decide to put Marcelo Zuna back in the outfield. So I'm hoping that is coming to an end, but it, it is definitely causing me to scratch my head a lot of why he continues to find himself out there. Um, yeah, so anyways, I, I think you do. The other part of me with that is, unless Duval is hurt, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to take him out of the lineup because the Braves need him, and they need him to figure out whatever's going on at the plate. He needs to play. And he needs to figure it out. And if he's, you know, at the back of the order, you know, struggling for the most part, uh, you can live with one of those guys struggling. And right now, you know, most of the Braves are kind of figuring it out and and plugging along. So um, I'm okay with that. Uh, But the defensive, you know, falling apart defensively, it just can't happen. They they need to be tight, a tight unit defensively um, to support this pitching staff. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the the pitching staff then, and uh, Spencer Strider. So I haven't mentioned this too much, but Strider made his first um, his first major league start uh, against the Diamondbacks. It was that first game against the d Dbacks uh, that unfortunately they lost. Um, but a lot of it was not um, for uh, Strider, and you know what he was doing out there. He actually looked pretty solid. And I think Strider in the starting rotation is going to improve that fifth spot. That fifth spot has really been a black hole for the Braves. They have not got much uh, from anybody who's who's been that fifth starter. And so Strider, I think, is going to give you a lot more. He obviously is, has tremendous arm talent and has looked really good for the most part this season. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him more. The, the only issue with that, and I think the reason why the Braves waited so long to make it happen, is they realized that it weakened their bullpen. So taking Strider out of the bullpen um, really causes it. It really means that the other guys are going to have to step up more. You, you've had some guys struggle, particularly Will Smith. He's got to figure it out and be much more dominant uh, in his role. And we need Tyler Matzik to come back. And I don't know exactly the timetable on that and when that's going to happen. But, you know, you get Will Smith going uh, in positive direction again. You get at back. You can start to see. Okay, um, we're we're okay, but but the bullpen has faltered a little bit recently. Uh, the stats still say the Braves bullpen is one of the better ones in the Bigs, um, but nonetheless, they, they really need to um, to tighten things up in that bullpen, and, and we've had a couple blown games lately here, and, and particularly uh, the Braves are not very good. The, the Braves are near the top of the league in blown saves, so it's you know it's those close games that the bullpen has not been able to hold on to. Um, you know, it's not just about ERA. It's about holding on to those wins. And, and we've had some blown blown saves for sure. So hopefully we can lock that down. And I'm looking forward to seeing Spencer Strider, who actually is going to go tonight. Uh, so let's talk about uh, tonight's game. Uh, the Braves are going to finish their series against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Strider will go against Kyle Freeland. Uh, Freeland is a uh, has been a pretty solid pitcher for the Rockies, but a little up and down. Over his career, he's a lefty. Uh, he did not have a very good start last last time out. Uh, he went five and two thirds innings against Washington, gave up five earned runs and seven hits and four walks. Um, overall for the season, not great. Remember, he is a Colorado pitcher, so his ERA is going to be a little higher than normal. But four ninety six ERA with a one point five six WHIP, and that's a pretty high WHIP. So I think the Braves, if they can be you know, that that same good approach that they've had of patient early in the count, uh, be aggressive in good hitters counts, and see what happens. I think they're going to be pretty solid against Freeland. He, he's going to allow some guys to get on base. Uh, the Braves need to uh, take advantage when they do get on base. Um, if you look at the, the head-to-head matchups, uh, Acuna, Albies, and Swanson have all had um, some good success against this guy, so maybe this is the day that that uh, Acuna and Albies go deep, uh, together. Those two buddies need to get it going a little bit more in the power category. Like I mentioned and daggone it. I hope that we do not see Marcelo Zuna in that massive outfield in Colorado. Like we did in game one, he was out there. I don't know why guys, I don't know. (laughs) And, uh, he looked, you know, like he was stumbling and bumbling out there. So let's hopefully, hopefully he'll just be DH and, and get a couple hits and, um, and all will be well, um, but I am generally really um, encouraged by the last uh, several games from the Braves. I hope that they can continue this streak, uh, that would make it four games in a row, four wins in a row. Uh, they sweep the Rockies. They move, move on to a couple other series, which they really should be able uh, to have some success with, and in the meantime, the Mets are playing the, the Dodgers, and maybe they can start um, experiencing some struggles for the first time. So we will see, but I will definitely be tuning in. I hope you guys do too. And I will talk to you guys soon.